0: Listen to The Morning Cry on your favorite podcast app. Just search for The Morning Cry on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen. Praise the Lord. Today, I'll be reading from the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 20. And here the Bible says, Then Job arose, and rent his mantle, and shaved his head, and fell down upon the ground, and worshipped, and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return, dear. The Lord gave, and the Lord are taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And the Bible says in verse twenty-two, in all these Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. As we look at verse twenty-one Day of this passage I just read, the Scripture made it known to us, coming from the mouth of Job. Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return, dear. Throughout the Scriptures. The Bible supports this fact that no one comes to this world and will live with things gathered in this world. The Bible makes it clear that no man comes into this world with anything and no one will leave this world with anything. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 15 to 16 says, As he came forth of his mother's womb, naked shall he return to go as he came and shall take nothing of his labor. Which he may carry away in his hands, and this also is a sore evil that in all points as he came, so shall he go. And what profit at he that hath labored for the winds? In Psalms chapter 49, verse 17, the scripture says, For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away, his glory shall not descend after him. The rich don't take their riches away. The Bible made that clear in the passage you just read. No man takes his glory, his riches, his honor, or whatsoever he or she possess in this world to the grave. If he dies, what millions? Those millions are dead to him forever. So he has had no real profit from all his labors, cares, anxiety, and vast prosperity in the world. Even the king, though they salute them, and they say, O king, live forever. I have not found one, not one earthly king, That has continued to live. If you know one. You can let me know. And even for believers. Those who follow the Lord. Paul in his letter to Timothy. Mentioned in the first epistle. To Timothy chapter 6 and verse 7. It says for we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain that we carry nothing out. Whether you are righteous or unrighteous. Whether you are rich or poor. Whether you are popular or unpopular. Whoever you are. The same way you came, empty. The same way you go, empty. Every one of us, we shall carry nothing out of this world. You know, I liken the journey, man's journey on earth to that of a man who enters a train going around in circles. Where the train is this earth revolving around the sun. The train revolves round and round from the foundation of the head, just as the head goes that way from the foundation of the head. It goes through bad times and good times, days and nights, summer times and winters, times of rain and times of drought, seed time and harvest. And on and on from the foundation of the earth. the head moves all around, just like a train. Now on the train, ask coaches or cabins as the head has continents. A man can decide to move around from one coach to the other. A man can decide to you know, take a seat or interact with others and conduct so many activities within this cycling train. By the time comes that this man exits the train, with nothing in his hands, and the train moves on and on, just as it continues to move. Every one of us, at some point in our life, we came into this world empty. We came, and at some point in our life, one day we will leave this world. So, it has been from the foundation of the earth. It has always been like that. All that was gained on this journey is dropped on exit. All, not one, whether it's knowledge whether it's certificates, whether it's wealth or popularity, name it, none of this would any one of us live with when it is time to live. Again, the Bible says, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. This is true for everyone who enters this revolving head. At a time, we come in, and at another time, we exit. And all of us must exit this moving train. At one point or the other, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, that it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this is the judgment. As a story is told of Alexander the Great, a man who conquered most of the world, the whole of the East and West, just at the age of 32. He was taught by one of the greatest philosophers, Aristotle. We learned that he never lost any battle. He was a strategist by excellence. This man changed the course of history. History tells us that after conquering hundreds of kingdoms, heading back home, he felt terribly healed. And on his deathbed, he called his lawyer generals to make three wishes, which he commanded must not fail. Number one, he said the best doctors should carry his coffin to demonstrate that in the face of death, even the best doctors in the world have no power to heal. He also said in the second wish, the wealth he has accumulated. Money, gold, precious stones should be scattered along the procession to the cemetery to demonstrate that material wealth acquired on earth stays on earth. Number three, he said, His hands should be let loose hanging outside the coffin for all to see so that the world knows that the person whom won the whole world has nothing in his hands while dying. So men and brethren, As we came, so shall we go. All that we possess in this world, in this world we shall leave them. And we shall return, one by one without exception. And somewhere on a note, or on a tombstone, shall men write, in that which is an abridged version, or summary of our lives, a dash, from this date, dash, to that date, which summarizes the nothingness of life here on earth. I believe, that it is a tragedy, For any man to live life here on earth and the summary of his life would end in a dash. It is almost that such a person was not even given birth to because over time, all the labor of such person would be wiped away and a new generation will come, just as the preacher says in Ecclesiastes. I also believe that it's a tragedy for Christians and believers to use their life in Christ to pursue the things of this world that perish You know what Paul told the Corinthian church? He said, if only in this life we have hope, he said we are of all men most miserable. So knowing this, brethren, what manner of men ought we to be? How should we approach life here on earth? How do we envision our role on this stage called earth? How should this inform our labor here on earth? You know, as I wrap up this session, lest anyone say, if that is the case, let us all go and sleep for we all will die. For we brought nothing into this world and we shall take nothing out. But let me tell you, before you make such a conclusion, that we will still give account of the life we live here on earth. The Bible says in Romans chapter 14, verse 12, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. When our soul returns to our maker, the Bible tells us that when man departs from this world, his body goes to the, to the dust of the earth, and then the spirit goes back to God that gives it. And so when our soul goes back unto the, our maker, we will give account. The question for you and the question for me is what account shall you give? This is a call for everyone to focus on things that have eternal value, to assess our life's labor and ask yourself the question, how much of this am I going to meet on the other side of life? To make the choice with God every step and in every direction we go in this life, it is a call for us to optimize our daily living for life beyond this temporary world, knowing fully well that. We will take nothing out of this world. It is a call for us to see to it that we live our lives to please God and God only. Not even men who would also be judged. And how would this happen, brethren? It is simple. Come to the Lord today. Surrender your life unto Jesus and begin to live the rest of your life for him. Make him your Lord and personal savior. Be washed of your sins, of all wrongdoing, of all life that you have led Before now, without Christ. And all those things will be passed away. And a new life will begin. This life will be the basis when you get to your Savior. When you get to God and you present yourself unto God. You know, there are many people who call themselves Christians. Who say they have accepted Christ as their Savior. But not as their Lord. If Christ is Lord, he controls your life. You cannot say you are a Christian and Christ does not order your steps. If Christ is Lord, he controls your life. Is first consideration in your choices, whether the choice of a career, or the choice of where to live, or the choice of whom to marry, or the choice of this any decision you make, it will be the first consideration in every choice. And you will talk with him. You will seek to hear from him. You will cherish him, not half utterly but all utterly, And his desires will be your desire. His will will be your will. And you will do nothing to grieve him. The question for you also again is that, are you grieving God? Do you call yourself a Christian and then you're grieving God and you're still living for self? If he is Lord, you live for him. And if for any reason, you cannot say that Christ is your Lord. Maybe you say you have been saved, but you have not made Christ your Lord. He does not control your life. You don't live for his glory. You don't seek him. You don't desire his will. Today is an opportunity to turn to Christ and make him your personal Lord and Savior. Let him guide and control your life. Let him lead and order your steps in his word. Let him use your life here for his own glory, such that when you leave this world and all your life's work is presented to you, you will rejoice and not regret the life you have led on earth. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for anyone and everyone who has heard your word this day. Our prayer today is that the Holy Spirit of God will breathe new life into every of such life, and your new nature will be given to such. And your grace and strength will be given to such to walk with you in this life. Such that when the time here is complete and is spent, eternity will be full of joy and not regrets in the name of Jesus. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and God bless you.